Hey, welcome to the latest episode of the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show on 104.3 The Fan HD3, presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios. It is uh, the middle of January, and we are talking Denver Pioneers men's basketball for the first time in uh, a little while, at least Coaches Show format-wise. Tyler Mon joined by the head coach of the Pioneers, Jeff Wilburn, after our holiday break and more, and after a lot of really good basketball for this DU team here in 2024 to get uh, the new calendar year started. Coach, it's good to see you. I get to see you tomorrow flying uh, to the <laughs> tropical destination of North Dakota for the weekend, which I know we're both thrilled about, given the weather uh, all across the country over the last few days. But how you doing? Doing great. Uh, really am. Um, uh, just got done with a very good practice. Great day of preparation for our North Dakota State game. Uh, the guys are in a good place and boy, it's, it's, you know, your success has so much to do with your mindset and uh, how you approach practice every day. And uh, the guys are in a good place. They should be right now. You know, we're, we're coming off a, a very impressive win and uh, we did some, some really nice things together. Very impressive win. Uh, and that deserves to be stated and overstated. Uh, 99-80, the Pioneers on Saturday take down the top, uh, selected finisher in the Summit League preseason poll in South Dakota State. Uh, the most points put up by a Pioneers team against a conference opponent in regulation uh, in 23 years since 2001. Uh, and really, wire to wire, an extremely good game. And I think one that was made even more impressive by the way your team performed in the second half. Uh, Coach, you were up four at halftime. You win that game by 19 against the preseason number one in your conference. And I asked you afterwards, we talked a little bit afterwards, I said, is that the best game that a team has played for you in your three years? Because it really just felt like everything that we talk about from a week-to-week and game-to-game basis came together. Um, I would agree. I, I I think it was, you know, in our two-plus seasons here. And, um, you know, you have to look at, at the reasons why. And certainly one of them was that we played a a very, very good basketball team. Uh, the, the, and there's tremendous respect for uh, for their program and in uh, the job that they do, but they've been a perennial power in the Summit League now for a while. They were the preseason pick and uh, to win our league. So, you know, as we approach this, uh, we we talk a lot, and I will tell you as the head coach, I, I really embrace. I, I'm here because I want to build a championship program here at the University of Denver, um, and I, I embrace the obstacles. <laughs> And uh, uh, when I hear that things haven't happened in a long time, it's, it's very motivating for me. And um, I, and I think my team, because these are things that we discuss with the team. And uh, I think we've put this group together. And when we said that we'd like to work together to try to accomplish some things that hadn't been done in a long time or maybe never done, it, it was something that resonated with every player. So we, we've got a group that um, relishes those moments, embraces those and uh, if if I'm not mistaken, I think it'd been 12 years or I'm sorry, 12 games since we had beaten South Dakota State in seven years. So it's nice to just get those things done. You know, and, you know, that's another one and, and put it aside. And, um, you know, we certainly weren't here for the 12 games, but uh, it's it's nice to move the program forward. And I think I take a great deal of pride in doing that. And I know my team does as well. the performance that your guys put out there was so good because it was so complete. And one of the things that Mary Kay Morrow continually mentioned in our broadcast, uh, my analyst on Saturday was we just watched those assist numbers climb 
and the turnover number is barely budged. Uh, you finish with, I think, 20 assists for the day, seven turnovers against uh, a team that has been a heavyweight in the conference and mid-major, small-major basketball for the last decade. Um, you did the little things right, and they led to really big results. What impressed you most about the fact that it was such a complete effort? It wasn't, well, we got away with one because another team played poorly. Instead, it was you took that game because of how well you played. Uh, I, I I would agree. And, you, you know, you take a look at those turnover numbers and I, I go back to something I told you many months ago when we put this team together, we we really targeted specific areas. One was uh, three point shooting. We we felt we needed to really improve that area. We felt we needed to improve our ball handling and our passing. Um, and, and we've done those things. And, uh, you know, one of the things that we targeted, we had a high turnover rate a year ago. And we felt to be a good basketball team in our league, uh, we, we really needed to value the ball, take much better care of it. And we're doing that. We're playing at a, at a we're playing at a nice pace offensively. We want to attack in transition. Uh, we've we're one of the more high higher scoring teams in the country. And and yet our decision making remains very good. And uh, so you know, we're playing high possession games with low turnovers, which is a, a great combination. So, uh, you know, as I look at this and where the team is right now, Tyler, I'll tell you, I think it has everything to do with the individual improvement of our parts, of our individual players. And I, I really, I believe this when we started the season, you know, we went into this season and we felt that Toko Tayamo and Tommy Bruner were the only guys that had done it before. And we would be relying on a lot of guys that had not accomplished it at this level and had new roles. Jackson Brenchley had a new role. You know, he's a starter. He plays significant minutes. Uh, Isaiah Carr has a new role. Isaiah Otto Ankara, you know, on and on and on. Tyson Garf is coming to the Division I level for the first time. And, you know, Pedro, you know, I used to tell Pedro at the beginning of the season in the summer and in the fall, you got to play like a third-year player. You know, you, you've been a major college player for three years and your play's got to reflect that. So I think individually those and, and certainly Tommy, gosh, you know, in terms of Im improvement as an as a individual player, the jump that he's made, the low turnovers, the high, you know, he spiked in this. He's leading the conference in assists and he's leading the country in scoring. His turnovers are down. He's playing the game at such an efficient level. Um, it really is remarkable. It's a, it's a tremendous story. Um, and so it's the improvement of the individual parts and collectively uh, it, it has catapulted our team to another level. I really believe that. And they, I think as you watch us play year round is on road trips, the guys enjoy each other's company. And, you know, on Saturday, I think that was very evident in the way we played together, 20 assists for the game. Uh, you know, Tommy goes into the second half with 20 points and he he was content in making the right plays for the team. And and that meant the ball was distributed. And if if the defense keyed on him, they were going to make them pay uh, by leaving other guys open. And he did a wonderful job. So really proud of where the team is at this point. And certainly that is our focus to continue to improve individually and collectively. Coach, I want to ask you about uh, a couple of the guys who you just brought up. And uh, Tommy, probably first and foremost, he is the nation's leading scorer. Uh, as you noted, he had 20 points at halftime on Saturday, and he left with 26. Uh, the ability to recognize in the second half the way to get teammates going 
one thing that I think, you know, people look at a player like Tommy Bruner and you see always oh, the nation's leading scorer must be a selfish player, must take a lot of shots, must be the type of guy who wants to play hero ball, tries to do it all himself. Tommy's the leading assist man in the Summit League. And this year, the amount of games that we've seen five, six, seven, eight assists from Tommy, uh, it seems like that's as much of a norm as him being at 20 plus points this year. Um, and so that's the thing that I stress whenever people ask me, what's making Tommy Bruner so good? This season, I mean, A, he's always been that good. He's finally feeling healthy. But B, it just seems like the cerebral element of his game has taken that next step where he knows the spots that he can score in. But he also knows if I need to distribute right now or if I need to draw the attention of the crowd and kick it to somebody else who's got a better look, he's so comfortable in doing that. And that maturation process is not real easy for a lot of scorers. But for him, he's made it look very easy. Uh, Tyler, I think what you're saying is spot on. Uh, he has a very high basketball IQ and uh, is doing a great job leading this team in so many different ways. But I, I really think with Tommy, a lot, uh, a, a major contributor to his success this year is his ability to handle adversity uh, in a much better way than he did a year ago. Um, you know, whether it was a bad call a year ago, uh, whether it was frustration of a teammate missing a shot, him missing his shots, whatever it might be, a year ago that might have knocked Tommy off his mark. And now we're playing 40-minute games and nothing's knocking him off his mark. He's uh, he, he's going through the ebbs and flows of the game and whatever obstacles come up are bumps in the road to Tommy and, and not major roadblocks or obstacles. His demeanor, his maturity – and his ability to handle adverse situations, I think, has everything to do with his success this year. Also got a chance uh, to talk to Tommy's mom a little bit after Saturday. And she said, you know, I was going to tell him before the game, he needs to stop waiting until halftime in the second half before he starts scoring. And I didn't say anything to him. And then he scored 20 in the first half. So I guess he just knew that's what I was thinking. So for Larissa, she scouting report was on point. And she didn't even have to say it to her son. And he already knew. That I find very impressive. <laughs> Well, he, he's providing what we need. And, uh, you know, I think Tommy's defending at a higher level than he did a year ago. And um, he, he's what makes us go. And it, he's, he's really hard to stop. You, you know, you, you're going to have to help off someone to stop him. And I think we've put together a team this year, which was intentional, that we've surrounded him with good three-point shooting um, in, in the four other spots. And, you know, you've got to pick your poison, I guess, if you're an opponent and, you know, do you do you try to take Tommy out of the game? And if so, you're going to leave other people open. We've had games like that. And Isaiah Otto Ankara had five threes uh, in one of those games. And um, I, I just, you know, I go back to the development piece. You know, Isaiah Carr really played a good game the other night. You know, he, he comes off the bench and plays about 20 minutes, blocks three shots. He, he is executing his role as a rim protector. I think he gets three lob dunks. He's a lob threat on his rolls. And what doesn't show up in the box score, Tyler, is when he sets ball screens and he rolls hard to the basket, Okay, you either try to guard him one-on-one -on -one and, and uh, the lobs are, uh, you know, he gets the lobs in those situations, or you help. And when you help on those dives, you freeze the defense and now three-point shooters are open. And the other day we were 14 of 29 from three, and so many of them had to do with the fact that we, our bigs, dove hard to the basket. And they froze the defense. They got the weak side to help. And that that left open, uh, wide open threes for us.
It was a fun day on Saturday inside Hamilton Gymnasium, a 99-80 win for the Denver Pioneers. The first time in the Summit League that the preseason last place selection knocked off the preseason number one in a regular season game since December 29th of 2016. It was the Pioneers' first win uh, over South Dakota State since 2017. It was also Denver's first win over the Summit League preseason number one since February of 2017. Uh, a lot of great stuff and a lot of more, a lot more stuff for us to talk about uh, about that win and about what's coming up for this Pioneer team when we return we'll step aside for a timeout and bring it on back to continue along with Denver head men's basketball coach Jeff Wolbrand as this week's Pioneers coaches show continues on next on 104.3 the fan HD3 council now she's been hot it continues on fire Smith's gonna step into a three she buries it will be a Saturday afternoon showdown in Hamilton gym as DU women's hoops will host North Dakota at 1 p.m. Join the fun and purchase tickets today. Group discounts are also available for 10 or more. Experience Division I women's basketball. DU, Denver's home for college basketball. That was a beautiful routine. Some of the best college gymnastics teams will be here in the Mile High City, Sunday, January 21st. Your DU Pioneers Blackout Meet features UCLA, Oklahoma, and Stanford in Magnus Arena. Purchase early at denverpioneers.com now. DU Gymnastics, presented by Cigna Healthcare, January 21st, wear black. Denver men's basketball hosts Omaha Saturday, January 27th at 2 p.m. in Hamilton Gym. Tickets start at just $13, and group discounts are available for 10 or more. Tommy pulls the trigger on a three. Oh, no. Join us for DU Hoops, affordable fun for the entire family. DU, Denver's home for college sports. Back on 104.3 The Fan HD3, it's the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios. Tyler Mond, Pioneers head men's basketball coach Jeff Wolbrin as Denver hits the road coming up this week to North Dakota State in North Dakota to continue along in the Summit League trail. Uh, we'll talk about those games coming up here in just a moment. But coaches, we kind of put the final touches on uh, Saturday's win, 99-80 to over uh, preseason conference favorite South Dakota State. Uh, the story of that game was really the uh, the breakout performance of Pedro Lopez San Vicente. And uh, the thing that will forever stick with me from Saturday's game is after the final horn, uh, I called to Pedro as he was leaving the floor to hugs and high fives and everything and asked him to come over for the radio interview. And every single player on that roster came over, gave me a high five and a hug and said, get Pedro on the radio. And to see the love and the excitement that those guys had for Pedro's big day was almost as amazing as seeing Pedro's big day itself. But for you to have watched Pedro grow up from his freshman year to where he is now as a junior, what did Saturday mean to you and, and to Rob Zawi, who's been with you for these three years and, and to the rest of the staff and this team? Um, that's the human side of it. You know, you're embedded in our, our our situation pretty deep here, and you know you've got to know these young men, and, and you've seen them grow as men and basketball players at the time, and um, that's the most rewarding part for me. It, it, it really is. And, um, uh, you know, I got in this job many years ago to impact young people's lives in a positive way on the court, off the court. And, you know, I've always believed that as you grow as a man, you will grow as a player, that the two are hand in hand. And 
Um, you know, to watch Pedro, um, I, I know a uh, few people know how much, uh, how hard he has worked in the last two plus years to improve his game, to stay the course, um, you know, when things weren't looking good to uh, continue to believe and, and get through the tough times and handle adversity. And, and he's done that. And for him to have a moment like that, it really warmed my heart. And I know it did yours as well. And, and from the reaction of his teammates, that that's just love, man. That, that's those guys love him. He is Pedro is, uh, as good of a teammate as as you can possibly have. Um, he brings so much to this team in so many different areas. Um, but man, integrity, character, love, warmth, sincerity, honesty. I mean, that that's all Pedro. And it was wonderful to see him have a moment um, like that. And, you know, I watched the interview and you both did a really nice job, but, you know, it was interesting. And it's so him to deflect the attention off himself and to put it back on the on the team and his teammates. That was the coolest thing was I asked him, what does this day mean to you? Pedro's final line on Saturday, 23 points. His previous career high was 11, and that was against a non-D3 opponent. So not only does he more than double that, but he does it against the preseason top team uh, in the league. Five rebounds, five assists, one steal, all that in 26 minutes. And when I asked him, what does this game mean to you? He said, I'm happy we won. Yeah. Uh, and and that was the coolest thing. And I said, it might not have been a primetime game for us, but it was primetime back home at the Canary Islands. Uh, and I thought that was very cool for Pedro that he got to showcase that for an evening matchup for his parents. So I know Olivia and Ignacio were tuned in, and that was pretty cool too, that he got a chance to, to do that at a much more human start time than our ordinary tip times uh, are in the Canary Islands. Um, well, Coach, let's turn the page from Saturday. You get a big win uh, against South Dakota State, but obviously, you know, that's just one step. And this is a 16-game conference season journey. And now, uh, as Mary Kay Morrow pointed out after our game on Saturday, after our broadcast, she said, now the task becomes what do you do next? How do you build off of this? Because you don't want to turn around and fall back into a situation where you feel like maybe you've taken a step back and it doesn't get any easier in the summit league. Pioneers go from snapping a 12 game skid to South Dakota state taking on a team on Thursday against whom Denver's got an 11 game skid in North Dakota state. Um, tell me about this trip. Coming I mentioned up. that to the <laughs> team, by the way. Okay. And, see, and I, I can just make I mean that. When we started our scout today, I, I told him that, and you know, I, I that that's the embracing that part of it, and I think that that um, that that appeals to me. It appeals to the team. So, um, you know, we try to ex extinguish those demons. I guess is that the right way to say it? I think that's but, a perfect uh, way to put it. We're, uh, we're we're excited about the opportunity. I, I think, you know, coming off a game like we had on Saturday, you know, handling success will kind of dictate you know, what type of success we have moving forward. And, and I think you, uh, you know, you need to acknowledge it was good performance, but it was, we did the things that we need to do to be successful. And, you know, we've talked, I've talked to the team and, and we've said, you know, uh, that, that, that was not the destination we were seeking, that that is a step in the direction. And that needs to be a stepping stone for future success. And uh, we need to handle our business in the same fashion uh, that we did leading up to that game. I thought we had great focus. I thought the coaching staff did a great job uh, with, with the scout. And we we had an advantage last week. We had a week to prepare for that game. Um, and, and 
that that I think that made a difference with us. But um, we just need to do the things. You know, we have a recipe now that we know that works. It's proven against one of the better teams in the conference. And we would be foolish if we strayed from that. And um, so is your team mature enough to handle success? Is your team mature enough to continue to do the things that will will lead it to success? Um, I, I believe we are, but time will tell. And, you know, we, we have another challenge this week uh, going on the road for two games and specifically Thursday against North Dakota State, uh, a really, really well-coached team, another perennial power in the summer league, uh, summit league. Uh, Dave Richmond does a, a wonderful job. His team plays with great discipline. Uh, they're always great on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, they play together as a team. Uh, they're shooting the three exceptionally well this season, in addition to their their big man, Morgan, who is uh, one of the best big men in our in our league. So uh, they are a handful. They've played an extremely tough schedule in the non-league, and uh, that, that will be a challenge for us. That is one thing about uh, NDSU and Oral Roberts and South Dakota State. And you look at all these teams across the Summit League and you look at the records and think, okay, well, eight and 10 overall, that doesn't mean anything when it comes to these teams because they play difficult non conference schedules. They, uh, once they get into Summit League play, they always seem to just be the same exact schools that you've come to know and compete against uh, over now your three seasons. Um, for the assignment of being able to, you know, it's when you're a fan, you get a big win over South Dakota State on Saturday, you get to celebrate it until Thursday. You're a player or a coach, you get that win on Saturday. Maybe you enjoy it Saturday night, but by Sunday, you have to turn that page and be ready. Uh, what is preparation like for North Dakota State? And how do you get, uh, you know, your team on the side of the fact that, all right, Saturday's over. Saturday was great, yes. But Saturday's over. Thursday is the task now. Yeah, I, that comes with the territory. Uh, uh, you know, we we talk about it, but at the same time, you, you turn the page. We gave our guys Sunday off, and uh, we started Monday. And uh, it, it, that was the message. We turned the page, and we have to do what we can to prepare. We have to continue to get better at what we do. And then we have to uh, implement a game plan to try to take away the other team's strengths and uh, defend them in a way that you, uh, you, you take away their strengths and limit the opportunities of their key people. Coach, when you are getting set for uh, a trip like this, obviously all the preparation goes into Thursday, and then you've got that quick, not even 48-hour turnaround this time around because we'll play a night game on Thursday, uh, travel from Fargo to Grand Forks, and then play an afternoon game on Saturday. Uh, what about getting set for North Dakota State? Uh, can you internalize and, and have on the docket and at the ready for guys as they get set for North Dakota on Saturday. The scout obviously is a little bit different, but sticking to your principles is still the same uh, philosophy when you go in against North Dakota on Saturday. Yeah, it, it's something everyone in the league deals with, the Thursday-Saturday games, and with not only nine league members this year, the travel's a little more difficult, um, but uh, you you roll with the punches, and uh, you you have to have a I, – I think we have a, ver a very good routine system that the players have embraced and um you know nothing is mentioned of your second opponent of course until the the first game is complete and uh then i think that the routine is that you you go through the the, the tape of the first game against north dakota state and you outline uh what we did well what we need work on you know what improvements we can make um and then you you introduce the second opponent uh which probably be done, um, I would think, first thing Friday. Um, and it, it's a quick turnaround time, as it is for everyone in this situation. And, um, you know, you 
you you can't inundate them with details. You you have to pick. We always limit our keys to three keys for the game. I think that's a good number. And if if we do a good job on those three keys, you know that will spell success for us. If we continue to be ourselves and uh, you know do the things that we've been doing, and we we need to do that. And I, I we have to try to stop the things an opponent does well, but maybe more importantly, we need to really do the things we're doing well. We're valuing the basketball at a high level. Uh, we need to continue to value the ball and make good decisions. I told our guys before last game, when we, we, we talk about having single-digit turnovers in every game that we play. And I said, you know, if, if you run your offense with great pace and great ball movement and great player movement, you don't turn the ball over. You know, it's indecision. It's when guys aren't on the same page. One guy's running is cut at half speed, one at full speed. Uh, that's when problems develop. So we've done a very good job. We need to continue to value the basketball. We need to continue to pound the paint and get to the free throw line. We're doing that at a, a very, very high level. I think top five, top seven in the country. We're shooting the three now after our 11 of 20 or 14 of 29 performance. Uh, we're one of the better three-point shooting teams in the country. And, and I thought the shot selection was so good the other day and in uh, the passing and the willingness to hit the open man and move the ball and break the defense down. Those all lead to success on the offensive end. So, um, and we haven't talked much about the defensive end of things, Tyler, our defense is improving and uh, we, we may not be in the top, top 50 nationally in that category just yet, but we are improving and we're doing some different things with our ball screen coverage I think we're doing a better job keeping the ball in front. We're doing a better job of being in the gaps and lending support. Um, we we are doing some trapping that we didn't do earlier in the season, whether they that's in ball screen situations or low post players. We did some of that against South Dakota State and we try to change that up a little bit, keep them off balance. But the one thing it did, and we haven't been able to do this very often this year, is the changing of the defense and the added trapping turned South Dakota State over 14 times last game. And that has been an area that uh, we've, we've struggled with uh, shaking the ball loose on the defensive end. And for us, I mean, when we can shake the ball loose on the defensive end, that leads to easy offense for us. So we need to continue to be ourselves and do those things and continue improvement in those areas and uh, you know, identify some key areas in a very short turnaround uh, from that Thursday to Saturday game and, and things that we can do to limit the effectiveness of, of our opponent. Yeah, and you guys converted those 14 turnovers into 21 points on Saturday and a 19-point win, so obviously pretty substantial there. Uh, the things that you're doing on the offensive end right now, 80-plus points in seven straight games. That's the first time in the program's D1 history, first time overall since the 92-93 season. You're on pace right now for the best scoring season at 85.7 points per game in the D1 era, 19th nationally in turnovers per game at 9.6, so a single-digit turnover average on the year. Uh, just all kinds of amazing stuff. And like you said, and the defense really came to play, especially in the second half on Saturday uh, with what it did to shut down South Dakota State. And uh, Coach, before we get out of here, I want to wrap it up by asking uh, just about where this program feels uh, or what it feels like in this moment. We've talked about uh, the last couple of years getting right to the doorstep of those big breakthrough wins and not being able to get one yet. And then all of a sudden on Saturday, not only do you get one, 
And you get one in convincing fashion to the point that I've gotten texts from people around the league of like, man, you guys are getting to watch something pretty, pretty special this year. I know Jeff Goodman from Action Sports tweeted about the the win today. Uh, we've had some national news coverage, a lot of local news coverage. It feels like uh, there is an energy building around this program. And certainly in my seven seasons, uh, this feels different. For you guys on the inside, what does it feel like right now? And how much does it just feel like, all right, let's just let's just keep doing what we're doing. We'll let all that stuff take care of itself. Um, I, just as honest as I can be with you, there, there's a, uh, I, I guess, a sense of accomplishment. Uh, we we did come here. I came here specifically to do some things that haven't been done in a while. So, for in, in a short, in a quick way, you, you know, there is a sense of accomplishment. I, I think there's a sense of energy and enthusiasm that we take pride in. In that some people that were gaining support, uh, you know, with our local people, we'd like to see the attendance continue to increase. And um, that, you know, we've, it's been a, the pursuit of respect and the pursuit of relevance, um, I guess, would be the, the, the best way to say it from the time that we started two and a half years ago, and, and we haven't arrived by any means. And we right. certainly deliver that message to our team. And, um, but, uh, you, you know, it, it, it's worthy to acknowledge progress. And uh, we've, we've made some progress. And, uh, but the, the message is that this needs to be a stepping stone. You know, I, uh, Tommy and I are pretty close. And I went up to Tommy the other day, and it was yesterday. And I said, you know, Tommy, We've got to, you and I got to approach this, that this is, we're, we're just beginning to write this story, you know, and what happened the other day is a stepping stone and that needs to be our mindset and that needs to be our approach. And we need, our actions need to reflect that to the, the team. And um, so uh, I, I would tell you that those things should make you hungrier as a coach and as a player, if you're a competitor and you have any competitive spirit in your body, man, you know, it should just light a fire in that, you know, this is the, this could be the beginning of something special. And uh, you got to work like hell to make it happen that way, because just because you want it doesn't mean it's going to happen. So that's kind of where we are to, you know, to address that and, and answer your question. And uh, I think more than anything else, it's uh, it, it should stoke that fire. To, to keep burning at a, a high level and, uh, and uh, you know, having a willingness from everybody, uh, our staff and our players to uh, continue to move the needle forward in terms of progress. There are two things I really like about that. One, it's worthy to acknowledge progress. And two, that this story is just uh, starting to be written for this 2023-24 Pioneer basketball team. There is not a better time uh, to get around this team. Pioneers right now on the road for the next two coming up Thursday night, January 18th at North Dakota State. 6 o'clock tip-off, 5.30 Pioneer pregame here on 104.3 The Fan HD3. Saturday at North Dakota, that's an 11 a.m. tip time, mountain time. So 10.30 Pioneer pregame. And then next week, Thursday and Saturday, home against South Dakota and Omaha. You can get your tickets right now at DenverPioneers.com, uh, building something real fun uh, at Hamilton Gymnasium. That's head coach of the Pioneers, Jeff Wolverin. Coach, uh, I'll see you in like, you know, 18 hours or sometime to get on a flight to, to Fargo. Very excited for Fargo in January. Well, nice to have you join us, and thank you, Tyler. Always nice to visit with you. Appreciate it, Coach. Same to you. Wrapping up this week's episode of the Denver Pioneers Coaches Show on 104.3 The Fan HD3, presented by Johnson Financial Group from the Front Range Toyota Store Studios. We'll talk to you next time.